All right. Hello, hello. What's up? We're live. This is the first iteration of whatever the hell this podcast is going to be. How are you doing? Uh, my name is Chase. This is uh, my friend Mills, who is going to be the first person on the uh, podcast today. He's uh, my buddy that I've been making music with now. Um, just like a short intro into this whole podcast thing. It's something that I've kind of like wanted to get around to doing for quite some time now and I've talked to Mills uh, and he was by far the first person that I wanted to have on to do this with because he's like the first uh, my first like uh, friend that I've really like gotten to know from doing all this music stuff so I just thought he would be like the perfect person to have on for the first one um, yeah this you'll see we'll see how it goes but uh, you know we've had we've have a lot of like really good conversations and we just kind of wanted to kick it like that so Mills, what's up, man? How's your how's your morning? How's your morning going, man? It's, this is this is early for me, but yeah, I know you're like you're like you're chilling, man. <laughs> Thanks for having me. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm honored to be the the first guest. Um, oh, yeah, it's fine, man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just chilling. Uh, was working kind of late last night and uh, just just getting started this morning. Yeah. Um. Just a little bit of like backstory for some of you guys well actually i think why don't we do this why don't we why don't you tell why don't we fill them in on how we ended up meeting yeah for sure i, I can't you want, you want me to tell it? yeah yeah you <laughs> all you you were the one who did it um so yeah i've, I've been uh, producing for a little while um and just probably a few months back i was uh, in a Discord community, uh, one of many, and just looking through, uh, trying to find new new people to, to connect with and new artists. Um, and I saw some stuff that Chase had put in there, some of his music, and uh, it just sounded really unique, really different. Um, sort of like the vibe he had going on. So I reached out to him, uh, just asking if he would want to do work on anything. Um, and since then, we've done a few songs and also just chatted a lot about, you know, what we've got going on with music and outside of music and then where we see things going. Um, so that's yeah, turned into, turned into a good, good relationship. Yeah. It's been a lot of fun. And, and there's a lot of times now, you know, just as like Mill said, it were, you're probably to this point, like the only person from music so far, but I want to, this is like part of the reason why I'm like, kind of like, I like doing this cast and I thought you would be the, the perfect person to have on for the first one. Cause I think, part of like my experience with doing all this stuff online is like um I come from like a game like gaming background before I got into like really got into music and making like a lot of tracks like I played like wow for like 15 years or something like that like but um I've told I've told you this before but I think for other people as well too like I felt I feel like that um let's I just call it the online music uh, the online music world or the online music community, like it's really blown up like over the past couple of years over the pandemic. But I think the way that it's kind of like blown up to me, how it feels like it feels like kind of it got like copy pasted over from Instagram, like into discord and like and programs like discord, you know, that we're on now, like just blew up through the pandemic because everyone was inside and whatnot. Um, and I guess to tie my point together with what I was talking about earlier is like, I feel like as someone who like I, I really grew up like online like talking on things on like ventrilo and skype like i don't even know if do you know what ventrilo is like do you know what that is i don't know no okay yeah that doesn't surprise me 
um, like Ventrilo Curse, Skype, where like um, I talk with people I'm playing like games with and like teams, and it's like it was a much more like my my experience was like much more like of an organic experience, and I feel like this got fire started by the pandemic. Like everyone really like it it really got elevated to the next level where you see like now there's like hundreds of uh, music discords with like producers in it just like spamming music putting different stuff in um but i think why i one of the reasons why i wanted to do this podcast and like why i like stuff like this is to make it like more personal and get to know people on a more like connected level as opposed to just being this uh this whole like system of like um I, I just feel like it's Instagram copy copy uh, copy pasted over, and I hate uh I hate the Instagram lingo, but I'm like I'm I also understand like it's not um it's not my world I guess, but I got but I'm like open to like you know what like this is this is other people's world, so like I'll, I'll cool off a little bit, but sometimes it really does annoy me. <laughs> yeah, man, it's insane how how many you know possibilities the that like the internet paired with music has opened up and how few of them people take advantage of. I feel like, um, you know, people are sort of going down, like you said, the same lane, which is just like, you know, spam your work as much as possible to get it out there. Um, and I think a lot of the like real value from the internet comes from combining the technology that, you know, exists now with some of the practices and techniques we had before the internet, which is just like, with people live and um you know instead of just like spamming all of your if you're a producer spamming all of your loops in a in a loop channel you know the fact that you can get on discord and with one click get on a call with someone and make a whole beat from scratch and talk to them throughout the process is like insane to me and i feel like a lot of people aren't aren't taking advantage of that yeah i yeah we've we've talked about that like at length but i guess like that's kind of like that's like the lane that i enjoy more and i've and i've kind of like i've kind of like looked at um uh, my how do i want my like day-to-day basis to look like and like what can i do to make my day-to-day basis more enjoyable in the present but also like going forward too and we've talked about this but like something that we can like kind of like reiterate or like bring up speed for other people is like very much that is like how i look at like my data like a couple months ago let's get like some to give some perspective um a couple of months ago i was like i felt like very very worn out like very um very tired man i put out like a song a week like every week like boom like it just like a lot of reps in it's uh a lot of the times um, I, I'll be making the whole song, especially a couple months ago where it's like, I put out the whole song and it's like, I gotta, I gotta get the song ready. I gotta get the lyrics. I gotta get that, get that, promote it, yada, yada. And it gets real cyclical real fast. And I think, um, from, from all that, like getting it to be, getting to meet other people and having it be more personal and fit, like for, for you, for example, like we've done, like, we've got. Oh, to give people some context too, we got four songs out now, and we have like a lot more songs. We got "Fix Our Past," we got "On the Floor," we got "Moment," and "Never Change." Those are the four. They're already out right now, and you know you can go check them out. Uh, they all just dropped pretty recently. Millsy did uh, the production on all of those. J- uh, just as like a little bit of background too, like Millsy. 
we should have given I should have given that a little bit more perspective. But Millsy does like a he does a bunch of production. So also like too, let me just like throw this at you. How did you how did you decide that you were gonna get into music and like what made you take the route of like production or like what what excited you and what did you want to do with your in the music space? Yeah, for sure. Um, the way I got started was kind of funny. I I'm a, a college student right now, and I got started when I was a freshman in college, um, upperclassman now. But uh, it was just sort of before the pandemic hit. Um, I was, you know, the year was coming to a close, and I was in my dorm, um, and I was on the floor in that dorm with a lot of really cool people um, that I had met and just really like spending time with all of them and the time came like at the end of the semester it just happened to be like a lot of people's birthdays okay. um, and just as sort of like a joke I wanted to make them a birthday song um, just like with me like singing corny lyrics on it what and, I didn't know this this is crazy well now you know <laughs> bring yeah. it out for the podcast but yeah um yeah, so I was like, let me find some like YouTube instrumentals. I found like, it was like elevator music at first, and I was like saying the corny shit on it. Um, but it was just for fun and just to like do something fun, do something fun for my friends. But um, me personally, I'm just the type of person that's like, if something like interests me a little bit, I like want to go a little bit deeper into it. And then if I find out that it interests me a lot, like I'm like tunnel vision, like that's really like what I'm doing. So. I just had been doing that and like using these YouTube beats and I was like, it's kind of fun to make my own. Um, oh. So I just started, you know, as a hobby, um, making them just to see like what it would be like trying to remake some of the ones that I had used before. Um, you know, all the, all the stuff that beginner people do, watch tutorials, um, you know, asking, asking friends how to do it. Um, and from there, yeah, I just kept working at it. Um, kept making new stuff, experimenting with new styles. Um, I think like everybody, I thought my beats were like super fire straight from the, straight from the beginning. That was yeah. like the hit. Um, <laughs> and they were so bad, but I was lucky enough to have people around me who, I don't know, at least like encouraged me to keep going even if they weren't that good. Um, and yeah, and then I guess a little bit down the line from there, um, I'm a business student here, so I like have that sort of entrepreneurial mindset. Started seeing how it can turn into more of a side hustle, and then started doing stuff with like making loops and sending them out for placements, um, selling beats, doing custom work for people, um, and just been doing that ever since. So that's sort of where I'm at now. Let me backtrack you a little bit because I'm I'm very interested in. Um, go, you got to go back to the birthday story. I need to hear more about this. <laughs> I didn't know this, and this is like this—that's amazing. So, like, you said, if I if I if I heard you correctly, you were, you were like you found like a beat online, and then you did you did you write something? You sang something over it? Like, what did you do? Yeah, I, I've yeah, never yeah. heard that. I've never heard you like <laughs> sing on songs before. So I'm like, so this is news to me. So you gotta so what go into that level. So you, when you got no, this, it was just a joke. It was just like a corny rap. It, there's there's not much to it. But, okay. Okay. Um, it was just for fun, and then I would like, um, like on Gmail, you can like schedule emails to be sent. So I would, like schedule it for like when it turned their birthday, and <laughs> okay, that was it. 
But yeah, needless to say, I have no talent in uh, in vocals, so I um, continued on the on the producing path. What? Why? You, oh man, you're dogging yourself. I hate when people. Uh, I hate when people dog themselves. Don't dog yourself. You know what? You, I bet you could do it, man. I bet you. Real real talk. I I, believe I mean, I bet it. I could too if I like yeah. worked at it for a long time, but it doesn't interest me as much. Okay, fair enough. I um. Let me, this was something I was going to tell you before we got rolling, but I think this is a really good time actually to talk about it. Um, so, Millsy and I, we talk about like all the time, we're like, we're, we're trying different stuff out here in the, uh, in, the, in the online music space with like, sometimes we're like in calls working on stuff together, or sometimes like we'll get into like what Millsy's doing as well too, like how he, his, his uh, approach to like working with different artists and reaching out to people. Um, one thing I did last night that was, I, you, I think you've done as well too, but I, I YOLO just did it last night is um, I just, I was working on music. And I'm like, you know what? Rather than like, just like working on music, I'm just gonna join a discord like i joined in on like the t minus discord last night and no one was in there i was just like i'm just gonna join because i bet like i bet someone will join like if i'm like sitting in here yeah yeah exactly so um for those of you guys that are like unfamiliar with discord we're on discord right now so discord is like a multifaceted type of online platform where you can talk to people in calls like we are now have like voice chats you have like chat logs with other people. There are servers out there where they have their own chat servers, chat logs, different type of communities. So basically I joined a server last night, the T minus server. And I was just like sitting in one of the calls and I was like working on music and lo and behold, uh, someone did join the call and he was like, um, I swear this stuff matters so much. Um, he was, um, his name was, Hefty, shout out Hefty. Um, he seemed like a, he was a newer producer. He just started like maybe, he told me he was like, like 10 beats deep or something. Like he was like fairly new. Um, but he was like, he was like down in himself so much before he even played the beat. I'm like, man, like you gotta stop doing it. Like I literally told him like, don't do that, man. Like it's like, you're, I, especially recently I've been like um, on this whole like mindset where it's like, I really think like your 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 attitude and the words that you say like matter a lot. And it's like it's not what I said what I said to him is like you got to you got to believe first and then it and then it will happen. Like it's not the other way around. It's not like your beats are going to get good and then you believe. It's like you got to believe and then from you getting the reps in and you getting the practice and like looking to like, Hey, can I do this differently? Can I use this instrument? Like that's how you're improving. That's how, or at least for me, you know, that that's something that like I use in my mindset for like improving and learning different stuff. Like what's, what does that look like for you? Like what's kind of like your process? Like, um, what like from your like mental approach and like when you're going into songs, like let's say you got a blank canvas, like what's kind of your approach from that standpoint? Um, from like a, a confidence standpoint, like you were just talking about, or from like an artistic standpoint? Um, so like, let's say, 
so for for like mills like mills makes like you make like a bunch of like beats you make like loops you do different kind of stuff so like let's say you're just like at the start of your day or like you're projecting like i know you make like you make like monthly like plans like for like what you're going to do for the month so like talk about like that kind of stuff and like how you like approach like strategy wise and then like go into like what you're going into yeah yeah for sure um so that's something i've been doing more recently being a little more structured with my goals and my my plans for each month um and i just think that that's like pretty essential like i i think a lot of times i take from um stuff outside of music like business and other arts and just stuff other like industries that are outside of music and, and take that and apply that the strategies here because a lot of times i think the music industry is kind of behind um yeah. i think that like something will have like there will be like a business strategy that people have been doing for example like click funnels um like click funnels have been around for years in just like the business world and they've like newly started you know a few years ago in the producer world and people were having like a like a fit about it and as producers and you know regardless of what you think people were like arguing are they good or are they bad and if you if you don't know what a click funnel is it's like um sort of it's called a funnel because you take a large group of people, um, you know, at the top of the funnel yeah. and attract them to some sort of website or landing page um, that gives them something for free. Like you've probably been offered like a free PDF to learn something or a free video course or um, in the producer world, sometimes free beats um, or free loops. Um, and you get that in exchange for your email, then they might send you an email um, with something else for free and then it funnels down a little bit more and then at the bottom um, then they offer you something for money and that's sort of how you like build your email list and build your customer base anyway um, the producer world like just found out about this a few years ago even though it's been going on for years and it was like all in like arguments with each other about like if it was good or if it was bad um, like it was this new thing, um, even though it's been around for years. And it just made me sort of realize that, you know, if so much stuff is going on in other industries that I can take and use here, um, that's going to be benefit me greatly because a lot of the producers that I'm, you know, in the same space as aren't necessarily, don't necessarily want to be entrepreneurs or, or want to, you know, treat it like a business, but want to reap the benefits of what, having it as business would bring. Um, so yeah, setting goals and, and planning out my months is like so simple. Like every people, you know, if you have a job, like your manager will set goals for the month and like just yeah, taking sure. stuff from like the outside world and bringing it into that. And I think that that's pretty basic and pretty um, setting goals and, and plans for the month is pretty standard. Um, but yeah, I, I try to set a combination of goals between um, like process oriented goals, which is like things I can control. Like I'm going to make, um, you know, send loops to this person, this person, this person, this person, you know, make a pack that fits for all of them. I'm going to, you know, get in calls or like virtual studio sessions with this many artists. That's all stuff I can control. Like I, I can reach out to enough people that that'll happen. Yeah. Um, and then I also set sort of results oriented goals, which are like make, you know, X amount of money off beat sales this month, um, work with this many new people that I reach out to, um, 
Uh, I can't think of them off the, off the top of my head. A lot of times, like, sales is a big one. Um, but there's some others that I'm not remembering right now. Um, so sort of setting a mix of, of goals from, like, process-oriented and result-oriented result goals is, like, start for me for the month. Um, and then throughout the month, uh, like, every day, I just sort of look back at my list of goals and say, what, which one am I going to do activities that, that lead to that goal? Um, and then, you know, one day might be like, I'm not going to even make beats today. It's going to be all about networking. Yeah. And then one day might be all about uh, doing a project that I have to do for someone because they ordered a custom beat, um, and then so on and so forth. Um, and that's just sort of my routine uh, and, and how, I, how I try to check those goals off. If you guys haven't gotten the impression yet, Millie gets to work. He he puts in the reps. He does a lot of work, you know, and, and, and I think like you can tell when you hear like, and this is one of the reasons like why I wanted to bring this up is because like I, I've told you this, but I like, and I wanted to make sure that people heard this ty type of stuff on the podcast. Is I just don't think like 97% of the producer community does any of this stuff. And I think it matters a lot. Like it can really help you a lot. Like if you really sit there and you're like map out like, hey, I'm going to have like, x y and z goals maybe for the day or x y and z goals for the week or month and however you want to get into that and being able to like go back and check what did i actually get done what did i not get done how did things work something that um i had brought up to you and like talked a little bit about that i got into like over the past couple of months as well too is like well actually no i've had it for like i've had it for like almost like half a year maybe some of those even more but i started making like i started making i have a couple lists on my phone where um, one of the lists is like, what did I do today that was uncomfortable? Another list on my phone is, um, who's a new person today that I met in music. So it's just like all these like daily, like I, there's, there's those two, there's, um, um, I have like an affirmation thing, which we could get into that later, but like going back to like the power of like words and like really like. It's really helped me actually. It's been like, it's kind of been like unreal, um, how it was something for a while that I was like a little skeptical on, but then I was just like, you know what? Like I'm open-minded. Let's try this. Like, and I just like heard it so much. Um, but the first two in particular where it's like, if you, I find it like so helpful for me because it's, it's a way to keep myself like accountable of putting myself in uncomfortable situations or like reaching out to new people where it's like, you might not, or, or just as a reminder too. And then to be able to go back and check, like, um, I'm pretty good on the list, but I have like, these are like three, I have like six different lists on my phone and it's like, okay, if I knocked off like four of the, if I did something on like four of the list today, I go in at the end of the day and I'm like, what did I do? And then I can go back and like check like, Hey, I met this person or it's like, I reached out to this person or, um, this person reached out to me like yesterday, like at the, uh, at the end of my day, like there was a couple of people that I had reached out to or had reached out to me for like doing like music and whatnot. And, and, um, a couple a couple people send like loops to me and just being able to like kind of keep track of that. It's just, uh, it's helpful in so many different ways, like organizational wise to see that you're making that progress. And then also to, um, to be able to look back and like see it and have it as like a reference point, I think is important too. Um, that's some try hard stuff, like to be fair, but I, but I feel like, um, it could be very, very helpful for people because I feel like a lot of, I feel like that there's so many really, talented people out there in the in the producer world and like the online like music world whether it be like producers or or artists or, or whatever whatever it be whatever it may be like singers 
but there's just like we're we're playing in a different game right now it's not like it's not like the landscape of like the early 2000s which to be fair like i was like younger but it's like we are where we are now and there's so much more access now for people to be able to make music and to create like stuff at their own house like i'm in my house right now like you're in your dorm right now i think right in my apartment yeah yeah okay um and it's like yeah like people can like everyone can do this and there's if you go if you look in these discords that's when you're like that's when you get the wake-up call when you see that there's like oh my god like some of these discords like there's like 50 posts in a minute or something from people and it's like what can you do like um like let's talk about like touch on like things that you like to do to stand out like amongst the pack and uh strategies or like different ideas that you like to implement to make yourself stand stand out a little bit and give yourself that edge yeah i think you touched on it a little a little earlier and for me it comes down to to being more personal with people um because i mean i just put myself in the as a producer i put myself in the uh, shoes of an artist and sometimes it it helps talk with chase about this because he is an artist um but putting myself in that in that perspective and thinking like what would I want to hear when people reach out to me to work on stuff? And I even think about it sometimes. It's like other producers sending me loops. Like, what do I like when other producers send me loops? And generally, I don't like when people say, like, hey, can I send loops? Like, that's not very personal. And I don't even know. It could be copy-paste. Like, I don't know where they found me. I don't know uh, why they want to work with me. I don't know what type of music they want to make. Like, any of that stuff. Um, you know, I do like appreciate brevity and like getting to the point, but in a way that's sort of a little personal, just a little bit of background about like where you came from. Um, so yeah. something specifically I do to, to, to be more personal is like, for example, if I'm working with artists, uh, and I want to do custom work, I know a lot of people who do custom beats will just have that as a service on their beat stars and you pay up front and leave a few reference tracks and then you get the beat back in return. Um, personally, I know like if I were an artist, I wouldn't feel comfortable really just like, putting money out and hoping they can can see the reference tracks and 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 produce something back that I want. Um, yeah. So I've been getting calls with people and sort of like playing through loops or just being a little bit more personal and like offering lots of revisions, going back and forth with them, hopping on calls, um, really anything it takes to um, anything it takes to, to get what they want done. Um, and then just in a few other areas, like if I'm working with new producers, uh, really like anything face-to-face is, I think, going to win. Like a lot of my best relationships with other producers have come from me at first just having to talk with them and not even asking to work with them, just being like, hey, like I find what you do interesting. I think... I could learn from you, like, would you be willing to chat for a little bit? Um, and people love to feel like experts, and people love to know that they're helping other people, so a lot of people will say yes to that. Yeah. Um, like, I know, I feel like I would say yes to that. So, a lot of times, just, like, making some sort of relationship before you even ask uh, to work with them or, or anything like that has been has been beneficial to me. And And just to go a little bit further into that, 
because I think I know what you I think I know what you mean but like you're you take it from like the standpoint of like approaching people for example like on discord like you might or, or on email or something you might like hit them up but to actually talk and get in a call with them like is that like second step where you're actually like having that type of communication with them on that level as opposed to like through text is that, that's what you mean correct yeah 100 percent. i think it was um i was listening to one of the producer grind podcasts with uh, ryan leslie and he was talking about how how people make decisions um, from like a like a psychology standpoint, I don't know if it was super scientific, but at least it made sense to me. And he was talking about how if you're an artist or if you're a producer and you're trying to decide whose beats to use, whose loops to use, and you have a stack, um, a figure of stack or, or a list of emails from people you can choose from, um, you know, different things go into that decision. And one of them is obviously the quality of the beat or the loop being one of the, the top factors in your decision um but there's so many good ones out there and music is so subjective that you can't just be like this is the best one this is the second best one this is the third best one you kind of just separate it into like the ones that you're definitely not going to use and then sort of like a top tier pool of like these are some good beats and then out of those it's sort of the rest of it's sort of a subconscious decision and it's like if i have a choice between two beats that are if i'm an artist and i have a choice between two beats that are pretty similar and I can pick someone that I've only spoken to through email or someone that I have real relationship to that I've talked about, that we talked about, like, we had for lunch or that we talked about, um, you know, how our day was, anything, like, outside of music. I'm always going to pick that person that I have some sort of personal relationship with. Um, he, in the interview, Ryan Leslie, was talking about how people sometimes even make, or often even make irrational decisions because of having emotion or some sort of connection to people and they'll pick i mean i'm sure you've heard songs and beats all the time that sounds like they're they're probably somebody could have made something better and they probably did get something better in their email but it was just like that was the person that they had the relationship with um, yeah so that's sort of sort of where i take it from and i think it's like it's such a it's such an important thing to bring up and i, I just like wanted to make i really wanted you to touch on that because it's just like I think that it's amazing how many people like really like now are online and how much of all this process like really goes um, through the internet, through like through digitally, through these calls, through things like Discord, um, through emails. And it's I don't think it's going to go away from that. Like it's only going to go more into the space and like also like being in like, uh, you know, like the trenches of like all of this. It's like you I think it's amazing how many people like it's just just doing that like there's different levels of like what might be comfortable and like uncomfortable for people but like i think for a lot of people like that's actually an uncomfortable thing and like would take some like reps and like practice like getting in getting in a call and being like especially like if it's like you know your music and it may be your first time like to get that first step of like um talking to someone and putting yourself in the environment where you know you have to communicate with communicate with an artist like sell them on the beat um give them like and also get to like know the person see how much you like them like how much can you like do you do you, do you weigh that person like is this like is he worth your, is that person worth your time like going forward like what kind of investments do you want to make into them um and it doesn't even like i'm i'm looking at it from like all these different ideas but it's like also do you enjoy spending your time with that person like do you like them like all these things like all these things like really matter and it's um and i would just like 
it's something that I know both of us are implementing like on our like daily routines and it's something I want to like encourage like other people as well too to really like take that step um and get involved because it's just like you're gonna it's you're gonna help yourself through the process of doing that like getting those reps in yourself of learning but it's also gonna help yourself it's gonna it's gonna give you better and deeper connections with the people that you're working with yeah you had mentioned um talking to people and showing your face and showing your work to other people might be uncomfortable for some people, especially people just starting out. Yeah. Um, I'm actually pretty uh, introverted and like I, I don't really like talking to new people, but so th- what's made me comfortable with it is something that's sort of like part of the beauty of the internet is that there's so many people out there that one person is never going to matter and I'm never going to have to talk to them again if I fuck up or like hated or anything like that like it's not like you're in like in high school with them and you're going to see them in the hall every day it's not like it's not like even years ago you're like going to play something for them at the studio and you you know mess something up and now you got to see them at the studio every time you go like you could literally never have any more contact with them yeah if that's what you want and that sort of freed me up to just be myself and play people what I've got and if they like it, they like it. If they don't, yeah. I think too, like going off of like this a little bit, like, like spinning this in like a different direction too. Like, I think that while there's like, this is like, this is like, this is this whole online space for music is like happening like right now. Like, and so I say this, so I've also been talking from the perspective of like people that I feel like might be, more so on our end of the scale where they're like making they're making songs that maybe they're newer they're newer to making a production or they're an artist they're putting out work and they're getting used to like being in this space but i also think too that there's the flip side of all this and i think that there's also people that are like uh that are like deeper in the music industry like but like the more rooted uh area of like the industry with like uh like uh radio or artist management or like maybe more so connected with like label type of things where like I also think at the same time like those people don't get it either too like or there's some people like it's like this is like a this is a brand new learning like space and there's so much there's so much opportunity out there and I and I don't think people really I I think people are doing themselves a disservice by not learning more about it and like putting themselves in the environment um, like I'll just give a shout out because I like I know we're both in it I like this discord so much but like the Kayvon discord like is crazy like it's like a ridiculous like discord um, I bring that one up in particular because it's like it's got it's not just like a producer discord um, but it's got like music industry different type of like networking uh, areas or like opportunities um, and there's like play playlist opportunities there there's there's many like competitions that uh Kayvon hosts in his channel and it's it's a much more like in-depth area and i feel like that's like that discord is very helpful and it's it's eye-opening at the same time too because i think that's the first spot where i've really seen some people from the i say the other end of the scale that are like learning learn that are more established in like the music world like learning about what this is because this is this is it like this is going to keep going forward yeah that makes a lot of sense um 
And I think that, like what I was saying earlier about um, like the ideal use of these platforms and this technology is combining like the actual technology with some of the like older practices or more traditional practices of like networking. And I think that those people who are more established in the, in the industry and have like A&R jobs or management or they work at a label or something like that, um, they're in a really unique um, and advantageous position to be able to sort of say like, you know, it, all they have to do is learn the technology. Somebody has to teach them the technology or they can learn it themselves. It's not that difficult. And then take sort of everything that they were doing, um, you know, in person or, or, or from a traditional standpoint and bring that to the, 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 the new sort of methods with technology. Um, and that's sort of like the best combination. I think that's why both of us really like Discord's like Kayvon's server because yeah. like so many servers that I'm in, it's just like a chat section, a section if you want to send loops, a section if you want to get feedback on your beats and it's so much spam like so much just like tight beats spammed in the feedback section sometimes it'll just be like beep 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 and nobody gives anybody feedback so they don't want to give feedback they just want to receive it and in servers like Kayvon's or, or a few others that I'm in it's more it's more emulating real life where it's like this is a section where you can talk to people if you are looking for to network in the music industry with people who aren't just producers and aren't just artists because that's how it works in life. You meet people who are friends of friends and you meet people who are, they work at the label, but they do something slightly different than what you, you know, were specifically looking for, but they can still connect you to the right people. Um, so it's a little more organic in that sense. And I think that a lot of that comes from just like the knowledge that those people have who run those servers. Yeah, and like something in particular, like that server, like shout out to Kayvon. I actually like, I, I asked him like, I don't know, like a month ago, he's got this like little section in the bottom where it's like on top of that. Now, you know, it is the pandemic. So, you know, there are certain, um, it's not like it's, we're not in real, real uh, back to normal. And I don't know what normal will look like after this, but he's also got like opportunities where it's like those chats in the discord where it's like New York link ups for people that mm. want to take like, hey, Maybe they meet online, but they find out like, hey, like there's people in this area that can meet up. For me, like in my case, I, I saw you had all this. And I literally, I asked him, I'm like, hey man, could you make like a Chicago one? And he, he actually did, he, which was like really nice of him. Um, and that's like, that's another opportunity where like I posted it and now I've like talked to some people that are in my area that like I wouldn't have known. But like now it's like that world connects like there's the overlap there and it creates opportunities to like actually like i could actually go like meet people now that like live in the area that like i might not have had the opportunity to talk to and like i know from like there's not like I, to put in like to give a little perspective on like what discord is or like a realm of to put it in other contexts like for me like a lot of times like especially like a year ago or in the past like i'd look for like reddit type of things but it's just not the same. Like the Reddits aren't specific enough and there's it, it hasn't got to that level where it's like, um, I'm talking more from like, how do you, how would you meet people in your area, but online? Like, cause it's like, it's kind of, it's a little weird from that perspective because it's like, well, okay, like you could go into like your city or whatever, but you unless you know like specific spots where like people are and like more than ever now, people are working like out of their houses or making stuff out of their like bedrooms and stuff. To be able to have that connection, like, I think is, like, really cool. 
and something that I appreciate a lot that he did that and uh, something that from the discord is very cool um you know what I wanted to let's let's switch gears a little bit let me um we've been talking about a lot of like different like strategy and like kind of like the online space that we're in like with music but let's like get into like what Millsy produces he, he makes a bunch of he makes a bunch of songs let's get into like let's get into your world you take the floor like what do you like doing and how, how do you approach music yeah um when i first started it was making everything from scratch um like making my melodies doing my own drums not often collaborating with anybody because like who wants to collaborate with you when you're <laughs> first starting yeah. and not, not very good yet. But um, that for a little while, and I think that everybody should start of, sort of start with that before they start collaborating or, or using loops. Nothing wrong with using loops, but I think like your first couple months should be like figuring out what you like and what you're good at because might not be good on the first day you might not, you won't be good at any of it but then after a little bit of time you might figure out sort of which which part of producing or which part of beat making that you're you're good at and interested in so for me um i just realized i was a lot better at the melodies than the drums so um the, the stuff that gets me excited and the stuff that i do a lot these days is making samples making loops um and sending those out to other producers who are either just like sort of on the same level as me and do amazing drums and we can make something great and either shop those beats out for for sales or placements or, or just like make something cool. And then um, also sort of networking vertically in addition to horizontally and uh, sending stuff out to bigger producers, trying to find ways to bring value to those producers that aren't just like, I have fire loops, because that means nothing if everybody does, which there are quite enough producers that have, um, yeah. you know, really, really quality production skills. So, yeah, that's, that's pretty much what I've been doing. Um, these days, I tend to only make a beat if it has a purpose um not some something i didn't do a lot before just making beats to make beats um but now i'm like mostly making beats if i have a custom project with an artist if i have a specific artist in mind and i have their email and i want to send them a pack um if i you know working with someone else another producer that needs something for a specific project um so mostly making beats with like something in mind and then uh making loops to to send to specific people trying to be a little bit more purposeful with uh, the stuff that i'm making so let's let's dig into your actual like music production and take us into your world like i know a little bit about your world so i like you you have you you make music in different places quite literally sometimes um and then also like so maybe talk about that a little bit but then also to like going into like i know you like melodies you make a lot of like really great sounding loops what's that like what's that process like when you when you open up a blank slate on 
I forget what you use. Do you use a logic or reason or something? Logic. Like, logic, yeah. yeah. Like what is that? What does that look like? And like what gets you? What gets you going? What sucks you in? Like to get get a loop going or, or, or a beat made? Like what's kind of that process like for you? Okay. Okay. Cool. Um, yeah, I think it's always been chords. Um, I do to start with. I do just mostly melodic stuff. Like I ne I've never, I mean, I've done a little bit of like the dark, um, trap stuff before, but it's, it's not really my thing. I, I, for a while I was like heavily into like the, like the pain stuff, the rod wave, the, the two C like melodic piano and stuff like that. Okay. Um, and these days mostly doing R and B stuff. So, uh, like sort of R and B pop stuff. And then also, um, like darker R and B for, like Drake type stuff or Party Next Door or Bryson Tiller. Um, so my process, yeah, generally um, start with some chords. Um, some, one thing I do sometimes that I, I learned from another producer grind interview, get, get a lot of gems from them, is from the my best, friend, my best Friend Jacob interview. And he said he makes all of his melodies to start on sine waves. Like he doesn't pull up a piano, he doesn't pull up a um synth nothing like that just a sine wave and huh. it forces him to make something that's really really well written because if you can make it sound good on that then it's going to sound good when you pull up analog lab or a good one shot or whatever you're using okay yeah. um whereas if you start on some sick sound like you might sort of uh rely on that to make it sound good and you might not write the best chord possible um, so I usually start with something basic, like either sine wave or like a stock piano or, or something like that. Um, just really basic. Um, just try to get some chords down, um, study different songs that have cool chords, uh, watch like piano tutorials for different songs that I like, um, get midis from other producers and either use the midis or just study the midis and see like, oh, they went from major one chord to uh you know down a half step to the, the dominant or the augmented seventh chord and like that stuff's really interesting to me like the relationship between chords and, and figuring out how that works um then once i get something down with that um switch it to a, a cooler sound so that i know where the vibe is going um and then from there just messing around with counter melodies and bass lines um uh, I have a MIDI keyboard that I usually use to get down like an idea, and then I'm not the best player, so I, I go in and sort of like edit it a little bit, not quantize it, but just, you know, put things where they need to be, adjust the velocities yeah. if need be. Um, and then once I have like a basic chord progression and counter melody down and it needs some other stuff, I just try like random shit till something works. Um, like I try different effects like halftime and side chaining and um reversing shit like chopping it up like just try as much as possible because you can get through a bunch of a bunch of uh a bunch of different techniques really fast and just see what works um and i try to keep them pretty basic and then just add like little touches that um elevated a little bit like i think you know keeping the foundation pretty simple and then adding like just like a little 
accent or a little percussion or a nice vocal chop that only plays once every 16 bars, like that really adds a lot. Um, so that's, that's sort of my process with it. I think too, it's like, just from like a, um, it's, I always like asking people and I think it's helpful. I think your, your particular way that you described how you go through your music creation process, like I think is, um, it's, it's like way different than mine, but I think it's like, that's like, so it's so good to hear. Cause I feel like your approach is very, like it's, a, it's from a, to me, it came off as like, it's a very mechanical level, like from a, um, from like the sine wave thing that you brought up like and then like really sitting there and like focusing and like kind of like studying like the chord movements and whatnot and then laying that out and then finding you know like whatever like sounds are inspiring that's usually like for me where like i end up like i'm so i'm so like sound oriented like for me it's like if i end up getting into like beat making mode and i want to like uh make something it just depends. I've, I've talked about with this with different people, but like for me, like I like, I like writing in between different genres, like for between like rap, pop, and sometimes like a little bit like more like personal, I, I wouldn't necessarily call it R&B, but like a little bit more like personal pop and writing that line between that. And for me, like the sounds matter so much. It's like, cause I feel like the sounds kind of create the foundation and template for like what emotions are going to exist or, or or can flourish like in that environment like sure i mean you could have like i mean there's no stopping like you could have some like really like um melancholy like piano chords and you could be like fuck it up bitch fuck it up it. but <laughs> like it's probably not gonna sound that great you know it's gonna have like um having something where it's like more um it's got that personal um, emotion, emotional touch to it. And I think like from my, my experience with like working with you from like a, from like an artist standpoint is like, yeah, I say the same thing. Like, I feel like you get way, you get, you put a lot of care and time into the, um, the, the melodic sonics of what's going on in the song and allowing for the space for, that emotion to exist and different things to be like um communicated like for example like i think the song for me that i think like that we've done together that like i enjoyed the most and that it was just like the biggest shock value so we can like walk th people through one of them um was moment so like milzy like milzy and i like talk on discord like all the time and kind of taking this like a little bit further back like when um yeah milzy had reached out to me on discord like i don't know now like maybe like close to six months like it's been like some time now that we've been like talking and making stuff together um and i was just like we just haven't like dude send me everything like i love what you're doing like i don't care like just send send me everything you're doing and like i think from that standpoint too it's like i would also i would also encourage other people too if you know other people and you're on that kind of a basis like send 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 more than you think because it's it's ultimately like the artist will decide like or the person that you're sending the beat will decide if they if they like the beat because you might like you might you might have your own thoughts about like certain beats that you have or whatever but like ultimately you would be surprised it, it really comes down to like does the other person like it and is that can do they have something they want to say or express over it anyways a little side tangent but going back like he he sent me this he sent me the beat for a moment and i was just like oh my god like what is this 
Like, what is this? It was just like, it's such like, a, it gave me like, immediately it gave me like, a mix between like Michael Buble and Pharrell. Like, off the bat, like, I, I felt like, I always, this is how I like walk through my like songwriting process, like to give like a little bit of background. But I like, when I listen to a track or I'm making a track, I'm like, what first off like what emotions is this going to allow me to express and then like that's either 1a or 1b and then the other one is where is this song like where is the song happening and like where are people like listen where or why are people listening to it so like for moment in particular the reason why I thought it was so cool and just immediately just like, I was like, oh my God, like, dude, I'm like, I'm gonna write this whole song in a night. And I had it like, I had like the whole layout done like by the next day or whatever was like, it's just, it's got that, um, it, it was so unique. It was so special. Cause it felt like, I felt like I was really like walking through like, like a city mall at like four in the afternoon it's a great day outside and it had a step to it. It had like a good like pace to it where I feel like a lot of the times now um, I, I like music with that. Like I like music that expresses that allows for different emotions and energy to exist. And I feel like nowadays it's it's gotten more and more um, lanes. It's more and more like you're it's this it's this type of this type of beat and there's um especially with some of like the harder like more like rap beats like there's a i feel like like half the beats don't really allow for like a lot of uh, emotion to exist in them so it's like it's such to me it's such an important process for me or part of my process is like what is the beat going to allow me to say from like an artist pov and i think you do like a very good job at like laying that foundation out for people to write over Thanks. (laughs) Thanks. <laughs> yeah, that's always a goal for me is to um, make it make the beat have some sort of emotion on its own, and then also leave it open enough that um, artists can put their own emotion into it. You know, with the vocals. So um, yeah, I'm always happy when somebody says that <laughs> that goal was achieved because you know that's a, that's always a, bit, a big part of it for me. Yeah. I think like, I think that um, it's something that we've talked about. Um, and I, I, ha- I had this conversation with this guy that um, I must met in Discord as well too last night. But I think if you're, if you're making, if you're a producer and you're making a song or you're making a loop or a part of a beat, I think even if you yourself are not going to like sing or rap or, or create vocals over the song, I think you have to understand and come from the perspective that someone is going to do that unless you're making it to be an instrumental. So having that perspective of like, what, what could be said, like what's going to be said over this? Like, even if you like something that this is a little insight on like, kind of like how I make music, but like for me, like 90% of the time when I get a song, like I, I just hum out, notes and i hum out the rhythms like it's not like some like uh i'm not i don't have like all the words or not not the case at all like it'll just be like i'll get a beat and i'll be like like in the case of like moment and you just like go back and then i'm like oh i feel i feel that space in and i think 
from a producer standpoint, even if you just do something like that, like even if you just take it from that level, if you're not just, um, if you're not planning on like writing over the song, I think someone that's a really good example, if you're like, look, if you want to see someone who does this all the time, like on like videos is like Timbaland does this all the time. Like if you go look at like videos like up on YouTube or you check his Twitch, he'll just be like, when he's like making beats and it's like, oh, but you get it. Like, and that's, that's the thought. It's like, if you can come in, you don't necessarily have to do that. But I think, especially in a case scenario where it's like, let's say you're working with a specific artist and... I think that's really important because then you'll have like a better understanding. Like if you listen to some of their music, like you can be like, oh, this is rhythms that they like doing or it's like in the tempo that they like and offering like that kind of perspective to someone else when you present like the beat or even if, yeah, even up front, like if they might might want some guidance on it, um, like I think it's like really helpful and underrated. Yeah, another tip uh, of something you can do to sort of see if it's fit for an artist to see if the emotions fit and the, the sort of the rhythm fits is to um, search up acapellas on YouTube and then download them and throw them over your beats. Um, that's like been so helpful for me because oh, okay. it also, in addition to figuring out if it's just like uh, a decent beat, it, it also helps understand if you've added too little or too much because it's hard to know when the beat's done when the beat isn't the finished product. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like you're making something for someone else that's going to add more to it. So how do you know when it's done if it's definitely not done and something else still needs to be added and you don't know how crazy they're going to go on the vocals or any of that. You can't really hear it. Um, putting an acapella from a song that you like over YouTube and matching the keys and BPMs and all of that. Um, super, super helpful for saying like, you're like, ah, oh, like maybe I just, I need to add something to this beat and I just can't think of what it is. Sometimes that thing that you can't think of but to add is just the vocals. And usually yeah. you're like, oh yeah, it's fine. It's this simple because that's all it was missing. Or sometimes it'll still sound a little empty and then it'll help you help sort of guide uh, what you want to add. I would like encourage people to always keep all this stuff as like really good perspective to get different ideas of like how you can approach it from just a producing standpoint of do you, do you have enough ingredients? Do you need to take some away? I think ultimately trust your gut. But if you don't trust your gut, I would say my preference is minimalistic. And I feel like most of the times, like the one less thing is probably like if you have to take something out, like it's probably that for most people. Um, it's like sometimes like, and I think too, something that I underrated a lot when I like first started producing is like your sound, the sound like quality, like really matters. So like, for example, like you could have like good chords, but just like finding like good quality chords or something that like really like sinks in, like that kind of stuff matters. And it's like, if you have good sounds in your beat, then I think you can, a lot of times you can afford to not have as many sounds um, because it's like they just, they create an atmosphere and it depends on what type of beat you're making. For example, for example, like uh, if you're making some like rock and roll beat, you got like a bunch of like instruments going on and there's like maybe like side drums going on. There's different case scenarios, but um, yeah, I always just feel like it's very underrated. And like for people that were like just getting going with music creation process, I would, 
if I went like back in time a little bit, I would definitely invest um, more money like up front. Like, and I'm talking about pretty like pretty early, like into the process of actually like getting good quality, like at least at one or two good quality, like instrument banks or like VSTs that you can work with to make like high quality sounds. Cause I think people, I think a lot of people like can make good quality sounds after just like a couple months or like good quality songs, but they don't might, they may not have the sounds or, and then to go with that as well too. Like when I first started making beats, like, I don't know what, maybe we can talk about this a little bit, but like, I don't know what your setup looked like. Like when your setup started, like for me, like I know, like I literally just had headphones. And for me, like for like the first literal, like nine months to a year, like if I wanted to listen to something on big speakers, I would like Google drive it to myself and listen. I'd have to literally leave my computer and like go out into my car and like listen to it to like hear what it would sound like on like big speakers. But I finally like eventually got like two, I don't know what to call, but I got like two like uh, mini speakers here to like help get that feel. And like, that's so important. Like that, even like that as well too. What was like, so like, what's kind of like your setup, like at your, at your apartment versus like your dorm? Like, what do you like making? Do you like doing stuff through your headset? Do you like doing, having that perspective? Like walk, walk through that a little bit. Um, yeah. So same for me, probably first year and change. Just then headphones, yeah. <laughs> um, headphones and laptop and probably first, uh, like, I didn't buy any plugins for like probably the first year, um, just stock. I bought some, or I got free one shot kits, or maybe some, maybe some paid one shot kits, maybe like one free instrument plugin or something. But yeah, I, I didn't really buy anything. Um, I was of the mind, which is a little different than what you were just saying, is that I need to get as good as possible at writing and composing before I start relying on good sounds. And then once I get the good sounds, you know, it's going to be like a whole nother level. Mm. And that also allowed me to um, sell beats for a while and make enough money to buy a bunch of new sounds. But I still don't have that many new sounds. I just, I'm just not really, I, I don't like to have too many choices. I like to just sort of, you know, you get one, plugin and it has like thousands of choices in it like for presets so sure i try to keep it pretty basic um change stuff if needed like i, I rarely use well most of the time when i use a preset i'm changing it i'm, I'm tweaking the synth and changing the attack and the whatever it might maybe um yeah so that, that sort of went off topic but headphones, no it's good it's good and I hadn't ever produced on uh, speakers until this summer. Is, oh, uh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, at my school, um, we have a student organization that I'm part of. And it, it's sort of run in conjunction with the student radio station. And there's a, long story short, there's a studio a little bit down the street that I have uh, free access to. So I go there and early on speakers it's pretty pretty basic setup but it it gives me give me a break i don't like producing on headphones for too long it just makes my ears tired it's like so oh. close and so like both my ears can fucking sound <laughs> like a little space sometimes okay how is like when you go to your like um 
when you go to studios at like, I mean, I've seen some of the studio. No, you know what? I probably have seen it when like just uh, from us like talking like cameras, but like how like do you guys have like big speakers like there or like what is it just like a little like table head? Uh, I don't know what these are called, like analog monitors. Yeah, they're just on the table. They're the uh, I can't remember what the name of them, but oh, that's okay. I want to say they're like M Audio BX fives or something. They're like yeah, oh. they're just like little, and they yeah. sit on the table. Uh, that's all I really need, though. Really, I don't yeah. even need those. I just headphones are fine. I just like to get a break from them sometimes. I also like producing there more than actually any having any of the equipment. It's just like having a, a, a room that's dedicated to music and I'm not doing anything else there because if I make music in my room, it's like, it just makes me more inclined to sort of like jump around to other things that I have to do. Like, oh, I remember this, I remember this, I got to do this work, I got to do this chore, like whatever it may be. As if I'm there, I like walked there and took time to, to you know, go there. So I'm like a little more inclined to, to be focused and productive on, on music if I'm there. I think that's a really cool, that's very cool that like that makes sense. And then like, that's very cool that you have that space for you to go and like create in that world. Cause I think like for, I know for myself, like at home, you know what? Sometimes I ride the line. Like sometimes it, it's a negative for me, like to have like access to like the internet or, internet or whatever. I got like two monitors, but sometimes at the same time, like sometimes stuff sparks like i get like i get inspired by something that like is totally random like it might just be like someone said something or like i saw something and it made i heard this song and i'm like oh whoa that's crazy like or I, I i ride both sides of that line where it's like sometimes i find like there's pros and cons about it at different times but like yeah sometimes i'll literally just like take my phone and i'll just like throw it <laughs> and like and like i'll like close out everything i'll get off like discord because sometimes it's just like especially especially like especially at like real like late hours too like like at night or maybe like right right in the morning when i first get going sometimes i just don't want to be like i don't want to be fucked with like and i just want to be like this is my time like i have this slot to create something um and I, and I and i have this rule for myself like personally where like if if sometimes by the graces of the universe, like notes just float into my head, you know, like sometimes I'll be out doing something like, I don't know, I'll be out like riding a bike or I wake up like this has happened like a couple times. I just like wake up in the morning or like um, I'm taking a shower and there's just I just there's just notes there for some reason. Like I just hear something. I'm like, I have like a rule where it's like if I if I get in like that zone and something is actually catchy, I'm like, oh, I have to get this down. I like I record it on my phone. Like I just hum it out on my phone and then I and I stop whatever I'm doing. And I just like go straight to my I go straight to my computer because it's just like you don't for me. It's like I don't always get that type of mode. Like sometimes for me, like I'll have to like it's it's, it's like a repetition. Like sometimes I have to just get down. And be like, okay, today I'm gonna make something and I'm gonna go through some sounds. I'm gonna see what comes up today. But when I get in that type of mode, like I have to push myself to be like, this has to happen right now. And usually those are like, for me, the most like potent ideas. For you, like what's, what's kind of like, do you ever have like 
some sort of process that happens like that or like what's like speak to like what inspires you to get um down and be able to like create songs yeah i think i make the <laughs> i was just talking earlier about how i i try to only make things with a purpose now yeah and only negative to that is that sometimes i make my best stuff without a purpose or i leave more possibilities open um and it's tough because it's like that stuff's a little less productive if i do it without a purpose because then i don't have any guarantee of like finding somebody for the deed or finding somebody for the loop or whatever it may be but it could be really good and that could increase my chances of finding somebody for it whereas yeah sometimes i just get blocked a little bit when i'm someone asks me for something and i make it when i do like a lot of times when i do custom beats like i make it and i'm like that was not like the reference track but I just send it to them anyway, just to get their feedback, and they like it. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I don't know. I mean, I yeah, I don't really have like any ideas really flying in my head too often. It's usually just I totally I'm totally blank, um, and I start something, and then it's just like a few chords, and I'm like, yeah, this is worth worth continuing. Yeah, I think. I, it's very interesting for me to get everyone like everyone's like perspective on like what gets them ticking or like how they create because it's just like also too like I can like be like oh like hey like for you like I know like you you really look at like the chord structure of things and like really break down like um that's something like I don't do like myself but it's like that's like good to hear you know it's like to be able to hear that and like apply that in like different areas like when I'm um approaching music um because just for me i i I guess i'm like i guess we're sometimes we're a little bit on opposite ends of the spectrum where like i think you're very mechanical and you've got like very like thoughtful intentions with kind of like your approach i would say more so like i i go from like a feel perspective like what just like what pulls something out of me that i feel like i can share with people but then also too that also goes back to like you're from like um a producer standpoint you're making music for someone else to get on whereas like a lot like most most of the time for me like i'm making music for me to get on so like i know i have that like intrinsic feeling of like oh this is cutting something deep for me like something's here like i can like feel that where it's like for you and maybe we can let's talk about like a couple more things here but like for you like i know we've talked about this um you play the game of like how is this going to be valuable to someone else? And like, is this, is this beat worth sending out? And I know we've talked about this a lot, but it's probably, I think it's definitely worth talking about here, but it's just like, I'm in, I'm in the camp of like, if you, if you know the person pretty well, or like, um, it's not like you're just like shooting them for the first time, but like, I, I send, send us, send more than you think, because it's like, it's ultimately that person's decision. And like, there's so many times where people have sent me stuff and it's the last loop they send me. Like it's the last one. And I'm just like, Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. I think the, the big, um, factor for me when deciding which to send is just what you said is like, how well do you know them? And like how, like, I don't know if this is the right way to think about it, but sometimes I think like how, um, 
how much do they have going on, sort of. So if they're, like, like top producer, they produce for my favorite artists, like, even if I have a good relationship with them, I know that they have a lot going on and they get loops from a lot of people. So if they see, like, if they see, like, if I give them a Dropbox link that has, like, 20 loops in it, yeah, they just might not have time to check them all out, and then they might not check out the ones I really wanted them to check out. Whereas if I send them five, mm-hmm. like, my chances are pretty high that they're going to check out the ones I wanted them to check out, because they're probably just going to check out all of them. Um, but if it's, like, someone who's sort of, like, in the same level as me, where it's just, like, just don't have like anything crazy going on yet um you know plenty busy but don't have like people flooding them with beads or sure. loops. um that's where i tend to send a little bit more because it's like we can afford to sort of sit down and and, and, and pick something out more carefully yeah and that and, and i think having that like having that mindset and breaking it down that way is like helpful for people to actually get some like context as to like why you're making the decisions you're making it's not just like it's not done without intent it's done with like purpose um and i think that's like very fair very fair and makes sense um let's do like a couple like i got like a couple wrap-up questions for you a couple of things here um for you what what is like what are some of like the things that you would like to get out of your music experience? Like, let's say in like over the course of the next couple of years, like what are you wanting your life to look a certain way? Are you wanting to do what, what things in particular are you wanting to do in the music space? And like, how much of that do you want to be a part of like your, your day-to-day life? Yeah. Um, so the two, two sort of, uh, different avenues I'm going down right now at the same time are uh, the loop stuff, like sending samples to mostly bigger producers and trying to like network that way. And then also, and that has no real immediate payoff. It's like, it, as, as people will tell you who have been through it, it like takes a long time to one, get your loops good enough two get people to use your beat, or get people to use your loops, and then three, get artists to use those beats made with the loops. It's just such a process. Um, so that's sort of like a long game. And yeah. that's something I, I do continuously with no real payoff and then immediate payoff. And then on the other side, it's the um, like selling beats or custom production, which sort of funds everything else. Um, allows me to invest in new sounds or marketing maybe and yeah i don't think i'm gonna like pick one path or the other yet at least not over these next couple years i'm just gonna keep doing both because i need to i like working with artists and it helps me fund the other stuff and then i'm good at making loops uh relative to, to everything else and that's sort of it's really exciting to me to have the opportunity to work with these producers who are idols to me and like the fact that they want to use my loops and even if we just make a beat like that's happened to me a lot of times where like a big producer or at least bigger than me with with bigger credits has used my loop and it hasn't like gone anywhere it hasn't gotten placed or sold or anything but that's just like 
really exciting in the meantime until that does happen and, and yeah. motivates me to keep going. So sort of where I am. It's like gardening. It's like you're planting seeds. Like yep. so it's like you have to like weigh and I think the way you know how you broke it down is like a really easy segue into that. It's like it's it's like those are like you're growing trees. Those are like long term like those are long term like plants. It's not like something that's like coming up like seasonal, like perennial or something that you know, you go to you literally just go to your uh, local flower store and buy the flowers and put them in your backyard, you know? It's not like you're selling a like if you sell a beet like for twenty bucks online or someone like really quick turnaround. Um I guess like um if let's say like let's say you know we don't know we don't know you know life is life and there's so many different paths but like is there any like sort of like check marks are there any sort of things that you would like to say you tried or like accomplished or any sort of um do you want your life to like look um a certain way or, or are you more just like you're you're more soaked into the process of like the moment now and don't give a shit of what things look like later yeah i mean i wouldn't say i don't don't give a shit about what what it looks like later it's more yeah. just like the only way i can have any control over what look what later looks like is by focusing on right now because yeah. if i start to think like if i i just generally don't set super long-term goals because it's like if my goal for like five years out is to work with like a specific artist or um, make a certain amount of money or anything like that, it's like so, you know, so many things can happen that can, you know, make that go right or go wrong. It's hard to break that down into actionable steps to get there. So, yeah, I mostly just focus on short term goals and, and I know that those all aggregated will lead up to what I want in the future and I guess what I want in the future is to work with bigger artists work with bigger producers um, you know from one stand from a few standpoints one to um, you know because it's cool to work with these artists and producers that I love one because it means I'll be making better music if I can work with people who are better than me and three, because it'll make me more money and it'll uh, let me invest more into making better music and working with more people and marketing and, you know, getting closer to, to doing this, you know, as, as less of just like a little, little side hustle and something bigger. Yeah. Now, man, I'm a, I guess like kind of like wrapping this up what are we at we're like yeah it's it, this we're like at like an hour 20 i think I'm, I'm thank you for you know again for like coming on and like i just felt like for me you were the obvious first choice i've just enjoyed making stuff with you so much um and we've just had already we've already had like so many like different like uh conversations you know on calls spending time that just felt like it was a no-brainer to have you on first and i felt like our conversation would be like a really good way to kick all this off to get to have like the different insights because i feel like we're we're both very much like in this world right now um and in the space and to give allow people to see like that window into like your approach your life like kind of how your mindset of how you approach making music and some of the different ideas there 
just a couple things. Was there anything else that you wanted to touch on? Like, is there anything else that like you're like you're dying to like say or like anything else that like you were feeling like before we head out? Um, not really. I'm never good at coming coming up with stuff off the top. I uh, leave that to you. But I, uh, yeah, you you asked great questions, and I think it was a good discussion. Okay, I just want to I just want to make sure if you had anything that was like. Cause I, I feel like that way a lot of times. Like sometimes I'm like, yeah, yeah. I'm like, motherfucker, I like, I want to say this or like that. So I just, you know, I just wanted to like, give you the opportunity anyways. Now Mills, before we head out to, um, where can, where can people find you? Where can people contact you and reach out to you if you, you know, in v- variety of different places? Uh, yeah. Instagram is probably the best. Um, at prod by Millsy, M I L L S Y. Uh, yeah, that'd be cool. Okay. Um, once again, this has been uh, episode number one of whatever the hell I'm going to call this. I don't know what the hell I'm going to call this, but um, th- Millsy, thanks for coming on, man. I appreciate you spending time with me and we'll be doing more. We got more stuff in the vault that people don't even know about right now. So we got more <laughs> stuff lined up and uh, you know, we'll talk, man, but I appreciate you doing this. 100% man. Thanks for having me. All right. Peace guys.